The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Today's Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Tula Probiotic Skin Care. And Talking Simpsons listeners can go to trytula, that's T-U-L-A, dot com slash laser time and get 20% off their first order with free shipping. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons. This is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. I am your host, Bob Mackey, and when I grow up, I want to be a little sweetie pie. Ooh. Who else is here with me today? Uh, Amber Dempsey Fences, day one, Chris Antistam. <laughs> awesome, and who else do we have? <laughs> uh, Petroleum Jelly fan, Henry Gilbert. <laughs> Not really, that is the most disgusting mm-hmm. Homer's ever it's been. pretty delicious, mm-hmm. and today's episode Wait. is Lisa. Hey there, Blimpy Boy. Flying through the sky, so fancy free. Ah, yeah, it's so nice. And today's episode is Lisa the Beauty Queen, which aired on October fifteenth, nineteen ninety-two. Chris, what what happened on this mythical day in Simpsons history? <gasps> oh my god! You will not believe it. Uh, the day after their flag was flown upside down, the Toronto Blue Jays beat the Braves in Game Three of the World Series. Madonna's sex book uh, debuts, then gets immediately pulled from American bookshelves, and Garth Brooks, The Chase, dominated the pop charts. I have seen scans of that book on the internet, and it seems you pretty see hot. Vanilla Ice's ass, your number <laughs> yeah. one stop. Yeah, that book was like the mythical. Too. Yeah, that book was like a mythical item when I was a child. Like, did you hear about this? It's book? Supposed to be the dirtiest yeah. thing. When it was all over the news, and I, I I've seen seen it and i've just thinking about it like when someone is so popular they get a bullshit book deal like we were just did an Ernest episode Ernest has a book uh, and that that's all this is but madonna's like yeah i'm just gonna do nude shoots in it and it became the most controversial thing in the and world it's all like photos yeah. right it's just a photo yeah, it's book. a bullshit thing it's just yeah. it's total bullshit well did she is this where her hitchhiking naked picture came from or was that before mm. this hmm. no but she did look great oh, good yeah. for oh, yeah. you madonna i will not disagree with that no madonna super hot uh, but also in october 15th 1992 that was when my family moved to jacksonville florida Uh-oh. in the home uh, that we i would live Jack in Martel. until i moved out here <laughs> so uh, florida from arkansas was that a lateral move uh, How do you, what do you consider a better well, actually, place so first it was arkansas suburb of arkansas pine bluff arkansas to suburb of Atlanta, Georgia, Marietta. Oh, wow. And uh, Atlanta, Georgia is the big city of the South. It's mm-hmm. the closest thing to a Yankee city in the South. So it, why was your family on the run, Henry? Uh, <laughs> well, it's just where my dad's job took him. Like, his, his job in that Arkansas... that brief period where the McCoys took over the Hatfields. They had to get out. <laughs> so his job in Arkansas then took him to Marietta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when that he got uh, the pink slip there, he stayed unemployed for a little while until his friend... Uh, got him a job at his his new place in Jacksonville, and so we moved to Florida for that, and uh, uprooted our lives and all that. Uh, I I do think it kind of affected me. Like I maybe had the the 
mental strength to deal with one move as a kid, but for two moves, I was like, eh, that's right. a lot. I had one. My move roots in me. are gone. Yeah. My all my roots are gone, and uh, that's when I started to put on weight and had a lot of depression issues. But anyway, <laughs> the nice thing uh, when we moved there, though, it was Marietta was a fancier place to go down to Jacksonville was less fancy, and I think that's. I don't think my dad liked the big city feel of Atlanta. I think he preferred the smaller town feel of Orange Park, Florida, especially because you didn't have to go to Jacksonville for much stuff, nor did he want to. Uh, but the Jackson, uh, when we got there, though, we, so we moved into the place, but we didn't have all our stuff. But we did have our TV, the, our VCR, and not even all of our our like chairs and stuff we were going to get a new couch we didn't have it yet so we were sitting in lawn chairs taping and watching this episode of the simpsons that's awesome i I remember it distinctly being this one and us getting like i think pizza hut pizza i believe it was and uh and we stayed before the bigfoot era yeah just before (laughs) the bigfoot era and and my uh parents are just now selling the house like just my dad lives there now but uh <laughs> the house is being sold and it i've seen pictures of it they completely renovated it because like our cats destroyed it <laughs> we didn't take good care of it either uh my dad was of the mind to like yeah why bother fixing stuff and so <laughs> it's gonna break but, anyways but now to resell it now now to actually put it on the market all this shit had to be fixed and so it looks completely different it doesn't it's, even look like my that house is, henry that was the most shameless plug i've ever heard on the show <laughs> you trying to sell Buy your house, my house. <laughs> where is this listed where can i see this house Orange park florida awesome laser time podcast it's funny you mention this whenever i move to a new place my mm-hmm. first ritual is set up the tv mm-hmm. put on simpsons dvds and then there unpack like i have to have ah, simpsons yeah. dvds on in the background while i unpack it's just the constant stream of comfort during the worst kind of thing ever yeah moving sucks i think yeah. that's why i haven't moved in the last seven years because i just hate it it's so awful much. you like, reassess well, your life yeah and, that's, yeah, it's that's like, seeing, i am just a monster seeing this pile of crap like what if a match fell into this yeah. like would everything be better would I be buried in this junk if yeah. I died here? Like, and why do I need this? Only when an older family member dies, you realize what a burden you will be to everyone who has to go through your shit and throw away most of it and be like, who is this person? Like, what, what are they even collecting? Yeah. yeah. So, sorry to bring everybody down, but this no, episode it, begins... I, can, I wanted to say that. It begins with something I've talked about many times before. Disney? With, no. Well, it, uh, that is great. I didn't yeah. get that clip, but it's because just go watch the episode. This episode's I, so good. I did want to mention that Disney thing because this is one of two times they reference a Disney, a really? famous Disney lawsuit or a pending mm-hmm. lawsuit. I might have mentioned it during the uh, oh, Brother Can You Spare Two Dimes episode where, uh, you know, I'll put Mickey's pants back on the, the massage parlor thing. Disney was attempting to sue some Florida daycares who put it, who put Disney characters on their uh, like murals. Oh, oh my yes, God. Yeah. How prevalent that was in small areas of yeah. Florida and I remember being in Vermont and like there's no way Disney signed off on a Tinkerbell gas station. Exactly. That didn't happen. And uh, uh, like apparently uh, Hanna-Barbera stepped in like you could use our characters <laughs> and they were like okay. Nobody else is. I feel bad for those kids but it was it was Disney trying to crack down on people using their characters like small businesses like who gives a shit but this was the Simpsons referencing it twice and this was like the Springfield uh, Festival is like the happiest place on earth or yes, whatever. Yes that's what it was. But Skinner like you just copyright figured. expired. So Skinner good. Skinner DLC is an X-Green Beret yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know it should have gotten it. It was funny at the time, but it now felt extreme to see Burns's lawyer getting kicked. Like yeah. him in pain, I was like, I can't, I'm fine with the goons but getting it. Like but. the last episode, a, a different level of animation coming from the new film Roman. I think maybe showing off or putting more flourish than Matt Gran- Granning even would have liked him. Him first person kicking the camera, Skinner kicks yeah, the camera. That's pretty. I like great. how he like it doesn't he adjust his tie. Yeah, that's like yeah. This is, that's the most unsimpson shot ever. I loved it, and I loved the suitcase throw. 
That's great. Uh, but th- this is the thing that like immediately hit me because I've said it a billion times on a billion podcasts. When the show started, I was exactly Bart's age. I was going to ask you about this, Chris. I was exactly Bart's age. I'm glad you I brought it up. I was eight or nine uh, in 1989. Uh, uh-huh. um, and now I'm... Not only am I exactly Homer's age, uh, here's the opening of Homer at the Carnival. I'd say 53 years old and 420 pounds. Ha <laughs> ha, you lose. 36 and 239. One, 420, guys. Yeah. Two, that is like my exact weight. Wow. And, and age. I am Homer's weight in age. Yeah, it's not fun to be that. I was going to ask you, I feel like, I think Henry and I are now Marge's age. Henry officially yeah, is now are there, Marge's is, age. Does anybody know of any cool pre-order bonuses for guns? <laughs> I think Homer, Ugh. I think Homer's drawn, though, not like a 239 pound. No, no. In he, fact, uh, he would be made older, like, uh, I think, uh, sorry, Oakley and Weinstein aged him up to 39, and then later he'd be 42. I think 42 is now his canonical oh, age. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. They, mm. they made him 30. 38 in the uh, Homer Palooza. Yeah. Mm. They made in, him 38 in that. In the terrible Spring Break episode, Kill the Alligator and Run, we <laughs> uh, discover he's 42. So I think uh, that was the last really? time they aged him up. Yes. But now mm. he's 36, which seems disturbingly young as a 34 year old man recording an episode about The Simpsons, <laughs> a podcast yeah. episode. Uh, but there's a lot of great little carnival oh, jokes so in this. Good. I love yeah. it. The, Martin being sprayed in the face with a water gun was great. The haggis the, the, on sale. Ha- great little haggis joke. That's where I learned about haggis. Mm. Uh, the spook house. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and also uh, just one tiny auto joke, and then he's gone. And I like to think this explains why we won't see auto for a little while. He's in Mexico. <laughs> in Mexico. Did he kill children? I mean, it was there's... an empty. No one's in school, uh, okay. and it was an empty pod that flew off the thing. So. And, and later, it's burning it's in the background while Skinner talks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I did love this. Uh, th- this is the impetus for the episode. Not the impetus. The uh, the catalyst for the episode. Uh, that Lisa gets a character drawn, caricature drawn of her. Uh, and again, I just wanted to capture it because I love Hank Azaria's blue-collar Chuck Bronson voice. So, girly, you like roller skating? No. Yeah, everybody loves roller skating. <laughs> okay, you can turn around now. Oh, my God, I'm ugly. That is essentially the same reaction I have to any photograph taken of me now. <laughs> I love the idea of a hack caricaturist. This is actually the mm-hmm. character of Lisa is drawn by the writer of the episode, Jeff Martin, really? who worked as a caricaturist Holy as a shit. teenager in Detroit, some oh kind of Detroit God. amusement park. Yeah, that is an actual gateway to being an animator. Um, well, he's a well, writer, so I guess animator. it never paid off. But if you want to become a Simpsons writer, start with caricature. Yes, please. And you'll let's, find let's your the way there. Funnel a bunch of people into the wrong career path. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Take uh, our advice. I just love that everybody loves roller skating. And if you want yeah. to be a game designer, please cook a great spaghetti. That's yeah. got to start there. <laughs> but it's the, all in the sauce. So the meanwhile, Homer I, has I love dreams his, of blimps. I love his dream of the blimp. Like the animation of the thing of yeah. everybody turning over. So his good, like beautiful, uh, and also <laughs> Ned winning that shoe buffer is pretty great too. Like <laughs> I wanted that. Yeah, what? Yeah, what is his blimp dreams? I love all the presentation of this, the cutaway nature of the whole thing, and just that like this is a. It seems like an old, like a Simpsons joke that should have happened four years from oh, now. Oh, yeah. To, to, that delivers only on your expectations of where the joke is going to go. <laughs> now, in a moment, we'll be raffling off our grand prize. A ride on the famous Duff Beer Blimp. A ride on the Duff Blimp. You see the circular pattern on those fields? That's from Central Pivot Irrigation. Wow. Now, let's see what's happening <laughs> at the Super Bowl. Homer! 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 
A lot so of good. Homer's fantasies involve football and the Super Bowl. Now, I've I noticed. want to say this right off the bat, and I'll have another example later on. Um, this is the most Family Guy McFarlane feeling episode we have oh, seen so season far. Season four yeah. is very, very much what Family Guy would kind of borrow from for their cutaways. It, they use thought bubbles, but it is mostly cutaways, yeah. daydreams, and fantasies. I mean, the, this then goes. This style goes so hard then into the critic. Exactly. Because yeah. they take a lot of the animators and team mm-hmm. from this season, move them to the critic, then that gets even more Family Guy y. Mm-hmm. And then that is what becomes the Family Guy like. It's what the Family Guy. He comes in '99, so mm-hmm. never thought never thought about how much Family Guy is like the critic mm-hmm. in its pop culture references. Yeah, I mean the critic is where they just like they broke down all the walls and yeah. just like mm-hmm. every moment is a movie reference. Mm-hmm. There needs to be no reason for this to happen. He could just be yeah. in a movie at yeah, any time. Yeah, it was funny yeah. that on the critic it first started huh. with he's watching a movie that'll let us do a movie reference to then do. He's going to turn the corner and run into Marlon Brando. And there's a giant Ed Koch attacking New York yeah. in real life. That's just going to happen yeah. because we want him that to do it. That show was great. Yeah. Jesus. Talking critics so, next year. But Homer wins it. Homer wins it. Homer wins it. And But like, but more importantly, Lisa assumes she's ugly. And I love Homer. Reassur- I still use this on my girlfriend. This line on my girlfriend all the time. Hey there, oh. blimpy boy. Flying through the sky so fancy free. Honey, what's wrong? <laughs> Do you think I'm ugly? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Lisa, this isn't real. It's just how you might look if you were a cartoon character. I'm an ugmo. Now, that's not true. You're cute as a bug's ear. Fathers have to say that and stuff. Dad, am I cute as a bug's ear? No, you're homely as a mule's butt. <laughs> not a great not a great joke punch there, but I fucking but I love like, that. I like, well, then Homer says, see... Like over saying, like, see, fathers can be cruel. <laughs> I'm not, but cute as a bug's ear is a great saying. Yeah, so I love also, saying that. And it just, just uh, seeing Homer as such a dick in the previous two episodes, like that's hey, it's a good dad, good dad he's moment. Trying, he's so trying. So most ten year olds would not have gotten that Blimpy Boy reference, but nope. I did because I was a big listener of uh, oldie stations mm-hmm. back then. It is the Seekers Georgie Girl is the song. Hey there, Georgie Girl. Is the girl's name Georgie? Yeah, it's Georgie Girl. Georgie LaForge? But it's a woman. So the song is about her. Georgie Girl is not like picking a boy or she's like not been in a relationship. She's just flying through the sky like she, she needs to settle down. And so... That's that's the message of it's George. It's weird to write a romantic song about a girl named Georgie in yes. 2016. It feels like a, a song about Opal or like <laughs> Crystal or something. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It's a very dated name. Gertrude. Like, or it'd be if it was about like Mabel. Yeah. Though I Mabel from Gravity Falls, one of my favorite cartoon characters. R.I.P. Um, but the, she'll the, be back. It drives uh, Homer to try and think of like the, the Homer's drive here is to help his daughter. Good old Simpsons giving him uh, the TV gives him his so inspiration good. on next yeah. which I most have of the show oh, is in this I've used TV this clip. so often the, in my the, life. Him throwing the child in the air only to have it disappear—such a good understated animation joke. Fucking it's a great, great joke, but all of this is a, a long it. clip. I love Whee! it. <laughs> Whee! I guess every father thinks his daughter is the cutest. Well, now there's a way to prove it. <laughs> wow, President of Laramie Cigarettes, Jack Larson. <laughs> this year, Laramie is sponsoring the Little Miss Springfield pageant. You see, government regulations prohibit us from advertising on TV. (sighs) Ah, that sweet Carolina smoke. (laughs) But they can't prohibit us from holding a beauty pageant for little girls age 7 to 9. Lisa's age 7 to 9? Your daughter could be crowned Little Miss Springfield by our host, the Mater D of Glee, Krusty the Clown. 
I heartily endorse this event or product. What a feeling. I'm as happy as a smoker taking that first puff in the morning. That could be Lisa. The Little Miss Springfield pageant. Only $250 to enter. Huh. I So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I cover video games for a living, and whenever uh, there's a bored celebrity at E3 shoved onto a stage <laughs> to talk about something for 30 seconds, I always post that image. Of course, he's uh. saying, I hardly endorse this event or product. It's perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect way to sum up uh, a paid endorsement that nobody cares about mm-hmm. and that they that they can't put the energy into or to pretend. Like, I've seen, I've seen like, at a Sony, at a Sony CES thing, which mm-hmm. are boring as hell, but when they brought up Will Smith to talk about the cameras used on Men in Black 3, uh-huh. he, I think, brought some energy to it, at least, but... Meanwhile, no, I mean, there are guys that are just like, I am uh, Pele, I am so, here. Yeah, I mean, the greatest example of this, it's on YouTube. Look up uh, the unveiling of the Beatles rock band. Oh, I knew you were going to mention okay, Paul McCartney. Okay, I love this so much. I wrote, I wrote an entire article about this. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr come out. Paul McCartney is chewing gum with an open mouth. <laughs> and he's just like, looks like we're androids. And it's like, they're out there for 15 seconds. And they're like, thank you very much. And then they go back and they're gone. And they were probably paid like uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to, yeah. to give a shit when they clearly did not give yeah. a shit. But it was still a thrill. Well, like when like, he was I, on the MTV Movie Music Awards, when he announced the video or song of the year as a uh, Lawrence Hill. Oh God! Like just yeah. didn't give a shit. I mean, mm. well, like, my so, problem was like spit out your fucking gum, dude, yeah. for like thirty seconds. We can get you a new piece of gum after the show. Well, well, maybe you don't understand, I'm yeah. Sir Paul McCartney. <laughs> I mean, this the experiments. Pe- I know it's different than Wintergreen. The other guy said, <laughs> "I hung it on me wall." <laughs> I know it was a thrill for the people just in the audience to be like. I'm in the same. I'm breathing the same air as the only two Beatles left. A famous so. guy who hates me is right there. You'd think so, but I honestly can't remember if I was there or not. And you I, there's, I watched it with you okay. in the office. Okay, like, yeah. uh-huh. I know you were not. But Why the, wasn't I there? But anyway. heartily endorse. Oh god, uh, that so is actually come, that comes from an Art Linklater uh, endorsement oh. for like the Game of Life or something. Wow, <laughs> it, was but, Art Linklater a game show host? I think he was. I believe so. Yeah. Yes. I, I, this as a personal connection to me. I just you know I'm a little kid. Getting woke to certain things, and I remember reading in a magazine that like cigarette advertisements are banned from television. I'm like, well, b- really? That's news to me because there's at this time in 1992 there's not only cigarette billboards everywhere. Like, the back of Rolling Stone is like all cigarette ads, and like, and it just made me realize in local entertainment they were real beacons for cigarettes to advertise with. Mm. They would be the sponsors of Springtime Tallahassee's Parade. They'd be sponsors at the uh, the the baseball games or just giant cigarette billboards. So like all their advertising had been limited. Some, this is a very, I don't know, to me a very smart joke from someone on The Simpsons. Well, Laramie because, is a company from North Dakota, right? Like that North Dakota flavor. <laughs> Carolina. North Carolina, right. Sorry, North Dakota. Nothing's happening there. But, not, even, not even street passes, right, but, Henry? No, I but can't get one. At, at the, I'm a little kid. I'm not paying attention. Yeah, cigarette advertising had been highly regulated, and they were weaseling their way into everything they could. Yeah. Uh, and that's, uh, the writers say they can take down cigarettes because they can't advertise on Fox, so it's an easy <laughs> target. It's their one they, yeah, ah. as they say, as Mike Reese jokes in other in that commentary and other ones, he's like, boy, God help you if you make fun of beer. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think they I, got in trouble with that may cause rectal cancer, and Homer's like, mm, beer, yeah. Uh, but the, hey, don't tell me that. But uh, Homer, uh, I, I like the little dramatic bit of Homer having to choose between the ticket and Lisa's picture in his wallet. Yeah. Like, that's really cute. And 
the, the downward spiral of Barty has come so far already that, like, he's a human science project. <laughs> the act like, one ends with wires sticking out of his head, him turning around to reveal wires wow. and, like, a shaved head. And uh. I gotta give it to Lisa that she points out the flaw in the ugly duckling myth, which is, like, to say, like, you you are ugly now. You'll But, hey, when you grow up, you'll be pretty. No. That's a, that's a bullshit promise to it's, give to kids. You're yeah. ugly in, in the wrong context. Yeah, you're being judged by stupid criteria. I do love Mar trying to back out of that story. It's like you're not the ugly ducking; you're one of the mean ducks making fun of the other. Du- <laughs> oh, oh, no. gra- but that's Homer walks in and announces he's found a way to uh, pick up Lisa's self-esteem and, and by entering into the Springfield beauty pageant. If you could have one wish, what would it be? To shut myself off from the world and never be seen by human eyes again. Uh, was your second wish to be entered in the Little Miss Springfield pageant? What are you talking about? I sent in an application for you. I couldn't find a big enough photo, so I sent in that funny drawing of you on roller skate. <laughs> How could you? I won't do it! Oh, poor Lisa. Uh, and then I also liked, as an animation nerd, I really loved Bart acting Dude. out Tex Avery animation. That is so oh, yeah. great! Banging his shoe on his head. So And just the meta-ness of they are drawing yeah. a more human-like character acting out yeah. cartoonish movements. Yeah, like, it's great. Oh, it's great. Homer, Lisa's already sensitive about her looks. This is the last thing she needs. But I think she'll win. Dad, have you seen the girls they have in those contests? Hubba hubba. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, nobody's prettier than my little girl. You're looking at her through a father's eyes. Well, if I could gouge out somebody else's eyes and shove them into my sockets, I would. But to me, she's beautiful. That is so sweet. That is my line of the show. I'm feeling kind of sweet. They have another one that That I that is sweet, but hardly endorse this event or product as much. And also, yet another more proof. uh, If you Bart is gay, (laughs) if you have ever been attracted as a male to someone in a beauty contest. <laughs> he poses like Betty Grable in, in high heels. I mean, what what more do you want? I mean, Bart's mega gay. In yeah, this actually, one, but like oh, uh, we'll get to that. Second. But the the blimp, sad blimpy boy was pretty great too. Yeah, that... no one's going to force you to do anything. But do you know how your father got the money to enter you in this pageant? Nope. He sold his ride on the Duff Blimp. But that ride meant everything to him. Hey there, <laughs> blimpy boy. Flying through the sky so fancy-free. I'll do it. Yeah. Go Always playing with a pickle. Yes. <laughs> uh, he's so sad. So sad singing Blimpy Boy. It's beautiful. But, but I have this small clip of Amber Dempsey. Is that a parody of anybody in particular? I think it's just like, uh, this is this is pre-like... Uh, it's way before yeah. John... Like, John Benet Ramsey, I don't think, was even alive when this episode... And like, not murdered Just like now. Yet. I don't... Yeah. Was I don't mean some... murdered. I mean, <laughs> she wasn't born yet. Was there some hideous show that Honey Boo Boo was spun off of, of uh, like, yeah. pageant children? Yeah. I I, what toddlers and Tiaras. That's exactly oh, what I'm thinking yeah. of. They're the most and Mr. I, show made a great sketch about that years I think, earlier. Yeah. Mr. Show was the first show to really zero in on like the insidiousness of <laughs> yeah. this Am and I the pioneer? evil behind this. Yeah, I mean, I it is like it. they are pure evil. Like they're disgusting. <laughs> like parents forcing children into things. Yes, uh, the people taking advantage of these poor idiots who are forcing their children into things. And you can make a lot of jokes about like pushing kids into sports to like recapture the magic of your childhood the the, un, the untouched glory of your childhood but the beauty pageants are awful and yeah. there's no but that's why they're that, like that, school age when they're in sports yeah. they're not preschool that that like, scene in bat jackass bad grandpa is like 
everybody there deserves this. Yeah. Everybody there deserves this. This episode feels fairly innocent because the parents are really not a factor. Like, the yeah. children seem to be there of their own volition yeah. and they seem the, to enjoy it. It feels like it's just, like, kind of like closest, a Rugrats-y thing. The closest thing to it is when you see... You do see Amber Dempsey's mom looks exactly like her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Definitely <laughs> implying she is a very controlling stage yeah. mom. So... I love Am- Amber Dempsey. Like, and also, the I mean, the other girl contestants are, are super catty. Very, yeah. very, yes. wor- like, surprisingly worldly. But I it love feels like the joke is adults acting like kids though. Like these are like models essentially. Yes, yeah. I love because like I'm a big animation fan outside of The Simpsons, and The Simpsons does doesn't do a lot of stuff animation does. And one of the this is like one of the only times this is a sound effect I've never heard in The Simpsons oh, again. Yeah. Dempsey's eyelashes. Amber Dempsey. In the same week she was Pork Princess and Little Miss Kosher. She's beautiful. Wait, she's about to bring out the big guns. Eyelash implants. I thought those were illegal. Not in Paraguay. I think it's literally a camera shutter, isn't it? Yeah. I don't it, know it what it is. Like it. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I don't know what it is. I mean, obviously, it's a parody of you know breast implants or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you having work done, but on a child level. But of. it's it's just not a thing or a sound or an animation yes. technique that'll ever be used in modern Simpsons anymore. I wish uh, they would have. I wish they would have revisited Marge's crush on Jack Nicholson. Ah, yeah. that was so fucking funny. Jesus Christ! I feel like, yeah, sorry, trying to trying to fetishize the ass of a Simpsons character is impossible. <laughs> I love the way she's like circling her wine <laughs> it's glass. It's making noise. It, yes. I mean, we saw Marge get drunk in the, in um, God season one episode. Oh, what was it uh, called? No place like home. No disgrace like no home. No disgrace like home. But I think this is her first like Marge getting a little tipsy on wine. Her like Ooh. flirtation with wine. Yeah. Think about that. They had to yeah. give her wine for her to have any interest in anything. Yeah. The Simpsons will be right back. Look, just like Lisa, we all want to unleash our inner beauty queen. And uh, my my skincare sucks, which is why this episode is brought to you by Tula Probiotic Skincare. And uh, we want to let Talking Simpsons listeners know if they go to trytula, that's T-U-L-A dot com slash laser time, they can save 20 percent and get free shipping on their order. What is this, Elston? Hi, everybody. Hi. I came in to tell you about Tula. <laughs> I drove over here. I don't have a car. It's uh, the uh, lead character of my Big Fra- Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Tula. Uh, but no, uh, this is uh, of interest to me because as I age, my skin is uh, getting rough and gross. So yeah, I, was gonna, gonna, I didn't want to say anything. I look... I expect this at this point, but Tula is a skincare slash healthy living brand founded by a practicing gastroenterologist and media wellness expert, co-founder of Bobby Brown Cosmetics. But if you're like me and wonder, what does a gastroenterologist do and why are they making cosmetics? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, it's the study of your guts, your belly and your food and your digestion and all the bacteria that are in there that help you out, right? How does that relate to skin Well, you've heard of good bacteria, right? That's a word you've heard and probiotics is a word you Avocados, right? Oh yeah, it's good. Turns out all those good bacteria and probiotics are just as good for the outside of you Mm -hmm. as they are for the inside of you. That's a deep earnest plug, by the way. (laughs) Tula Cosmetics will use some of the same good ingredients Mm. you would find inside of kimchi, inside of sauerkraut and other foods I know you love to slather on your face. (laughs) Uh, but I'm kidding. You don't have to put pile of food on your face, but you will have all of the goodness found inside those foods working on your skin. Tula's stuff is said to reduce wrinkles, hydrate your skin, reduce inflammation, and just make everything feel nourished and healthy. Ooh. So rather than just a bunch of chemicals, it's stuff that's actually found naturally in existing objects on Earth. So you're saying people can uh, beautify themselves with no eyelash implants, not like Amber Dempsey. You could put them in your 
pores nice. on your cheeks and have eyelashes on your cheeks. And you, Talking Simpsons listeners, can go to trytula.com slash laser time and uh, save 20% and get free shipping off your first order. I heartily endorse this event or product. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. Does anyone else get these American Express Tina Fey ads everywhere? Yeah. Where yeah. she's like putting shit on and buying shit. She's like at the workout store. Yeah. And, and it's like uncredited Thomas Middleditch from like, that's oh, the yeah. star of Silicon Valley playing the cashier of like, oh, with, like no, yeah, yeah. It's like, he's the star of one and, of the uh, currently airing show. But now they're showing up in my Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. I think because I said the word I like Tina Fey mm-hmm. and now it knows. I think but, you know. Also, you said I love American Express. Shit. My favorite kind of credit card. It's my least favorite. I Nobody like express my American love for Tina Fey. Nobody Boom, takes American. It doesn't matter. You can watch her get less into mm-hmm. these ads as the weeks go by because really? there was one. You can it just whoever's editing them is like missing that very very important half second before the video really takes where her face is just dead, no expression at all, and then oh here we are with cat with American Express. Like they're live or. <laughs> something yeah and then that week goes by and then the next week was her with the dog and there's a split second of her just holding the dog with no expression at all like can we hurry oh <laughs> look i'm petting the dog but the look on her face is so sarcastic and then the one this week is her trying to eat a giant novelty sized heart on an airplane <laughs> which already i don't like what's the combination of shit going on Damn. and the look on her face where she's trying to like mime like oh it's too big <laughs> it's like you want to kill yourself. Yeah. I can tell you're so over it, but you signed some, like, obscene contract. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcasts, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Then meanwhile, Bart's knowledge of this, Patty. Okay. Oh, you've got all. I the, do. You know. This afternoon, I'll take you to the beauty parlor and show you just how lovely you can be. And later, I'll teach you the tricks of the trade: taping your swimsuit to your butt, petroleum jelly on your teeth for that frictionless smile, and the ancient art of padding. Mm. You know what? That's gay. Like, Bart, I think they gayed up Bart a little bit. I'm not judging this at all, but I feel like Bart vamps a lot in these episodes. Like when he puts on like the Cockney accent, he does like yes. little bits for people and he knows a lot about pageants and he enjoys watching the, the beauty pageant in uh, Streetcar Named Marge. I think they're like kind of making a joke they about masculinity. They down and later, it, yeah. like it's not even through this whole season, mm-hmm. but in these episodes, they definitely are... I think the writers are having an interest in, like, what if we imply, like, a early sexuality on Bart? Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's it. So, like, I called this earlier not a Family Guy-esque episode, McFarlane-esque, because what Bart reminds me of right here, um, I'm watching... Oh, I usually I watch the Adult Swim. on American Dad? Like, Roger on American Dad. Oh, oh Roger. The alien. Yeah. In the, in like They're I, both gay to degree. Well, they wrote something about him that Roger is the alien. And American Dad, I think, is a great show. I like American Dad. Is, yeah. is that Roger is... What is Roger's personality? Whatever we need him to be. That is what he is now. He's not an alien. He's just anything we need for the He's episode. He's pop culture obsessed, number one. Yeah, that but like if, into his personality. if you need a golf instructor yeah. or like, and like, yeah, he's, he's also like Bart in the scene sexually ambiguous or kind of skewing to gay, but he's more like, he's whatever the scene needs. Uh, and like, I don't know, I just really, 
Bart is so Roger in this episode. He knows everything I all of a sudden that, out yeah. of it's nowhere true, uh, out of, about beauty pageants. There is no reason Bart should know this yeah. stuff at all. It's, it is more... You're right in that it's a story functional thing to give him these kind of like uh, stereotypically gay character carry yeah. character types. But uh, though, speaking of somebody who's stereotypically gay but not actually gay... You? The guy in the Jughead t-shirt? That's <laughs> not gay. I, Wait. <laughs> Yeah, it no, is actually. No, Jughead's asexual. He's he's officially mm. ace in the. But no, uh, the Bob Fosse character goes by really fast. Huh, with the yeah. Turn, pause, kick, pause, kick, pause, pause, turn, pause. <laughs> shudder. Was that a character Dan Castellano played on, played on Tracy Ullman? It feels like it. I mean, oh wow. Yes, yeah, but it's it's a very specific to Bob Fosse. Yeah. Bob Fosse, famous film director, stage director, Fosse, and Fosse, choreographer. Fosse. But he also, like, while people would think he's gay, he was actually famously a, a horrible womanizer. Like, he wow. was never, never... Uh, uh, In your opinion, is there any other kind? Because I really would like to go back to being a poon house. <laughs> a good womanizer. Like a, now, uh, I suppose he was just, let's just say womanizer then. But, uh-huh. he, but also, he directed, you know, watch Cabaret. Like, he directed that movie. That's an amazing movie, which... I will not. It, you gotta, look. <laughs> it's got are, hot Liza Minnelli, Chris. Yeah, right. she's some hot yeah. stuff in it. But, but also that the, the film is about the rise of the Nazi party in in what? Germany you didn't know like, no that in it, you might find it, um, you know, interesting these days. I don't watch any movie with a silent consonant. It just won't happen. <laughs> also, Chris, would you like it, knowing that all the music in it is diegetic? Uh, diegetic? Is meaning that, meaning is it, nobody breaks out into song. The songs occur, are what really happens. Yeah, the songs are happening in the camera, I think. Yeah. Is, uh, diegetic. It's within the reality term. of the movie. Yes, yes. instead it's of in the re- editing bay. It's a really good movie. Like, it won Oscars for good reason. Mm, uh, but I, lo- I also love this, this too, talk about yeah. compliments. Boy, when Lisa comes in, I want you to make a big fuss over how she looks. She'll see through me like Grandma's underpants. No, <laughs> she won't. When it comes to compliments, women are ravenous, blood-sucking monsters always wanting more. More! More! And if you give it to them, you'll get plenty back in return. Like what? I'll tell you when you're older. That goes into yet another cutaway, but a great uh, one. This is yeah. like the third joke of this type where we think yeah. Homer's talking about sex, but he's actually like talking about food or being lazy. Yeah. About Marge yeah. mowing the lawn for him. Yeah, It's an impressive runner that they kept it going for this long. Yeah. Though... Obviously, that's not how women are, guys. They no. aren't. Uh, no, I, most any compliment go like you. Compliments I can't work on receive a compliment. Nah, not for me. Like, I, well, they I, work I'm the not, opposite on me. Actually, if <laughs> someone compliments me, I'm like, well, you have to understand. The only reason I did good that time is because. <laughs> let me tell you why I suck. Let me tell you why I usually suck. Thanks for complimenting me, liar. And then yeah. Meanwhile, somebody. Well, I've gotten out of the habit of like, uh, oh, okay, they must be right. Uh, I don't disrespect anybody for complimenting me. It doesn't make <laughs> it does, no longer makes you stupid for liking me. Jesus, that's self loathing. Uh, <laughs> wait, my a, line of the show through a lot of stuff. Oh, wait, it could be coming up in this clip. I, actually. I, this just having a sister and being you know around Bart's age at this time. This this is yet another something I would call line of the show. Uh, that's the joke. Bart working with Lisa and having to break down and make a minor revelation. Those other girls are prettier than me. Lise, as your brother, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to say. You're not ugly. Oh, Bart! <laughs> it's, it's, it's the nicest thing Bart said. Yeah, but that would have been a really sweet thing for me to say to my sister, yeah. who I thought, because of 
sitcoms and cartoons and the Simpsons that I had to have an adversary relationship. Oh, she's younger and I was jealous and she took all the attention. But uh, A roundabout uh, compliment is the mm-hmm. best thing you can give your sister. I yeah. think. There was a great caper to the scene with the compliments, though. It's like, Dad, do you know anything about, else about women? He's like, nope, that's it. Nope, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's it. You guys obviously can identify with this more because hmm. I did not have a sister. I only hmm. had a brother. So, uh, yeah. I did not have the... You, you have a little... A younger sibling, you become immediately adversarial and jealous. Oh, absolutely. About. I mean, the second they show up, you're like, oh, I, I'm not getting as much yeah. attention. And this stupid babies the need thing. the most attention. I had an older sister who was very mean to me, so yeah. I didn't identify I, I, I was, at all. I'm, I'm still, like, uh, sometimes ruthlessly mean to my sister as we approach our 40s. It mm. makes no sense. <laughs> so the Little Miss Springfield pageant... Oh, God. The, the song there, the Gasping for Air song, is an underrated gem of song. So what I, I've been refraining from pointing it out until now, but part of the Simpsons, I, I, I go off on like the uh, the chase music, the fight music of the Simpsons. It's all evocative of like 1970s entertainment that I wasn't familiar with oh, yeah. at all in any way. But that's why I find it so funny and distinctive. I think that this is all like 60s and 70s music. That's what the mm. Simpsons is doing. I mean, it feels like a 70s variety show or yeah, something. You can literally hear Waka Chica in the yeah. background. Um, You're right. It feels like a Sunny and Cher show. Yeah, it's, it, but that's the thing. Like, it's it's we're right out of the 80s. This is not an 80s parody. It's yeah. a 70s parody. I mean, Lisa's bit is pretty much like a, a Osmond show. Yeah, bit. and yeah. I, I can't yeah. I can't recognize that as. Even now, but definitely not back then. But it, to me, it's distinctive of what makes the show so funny. It's 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 like kind of merciless, mercilessly mocking the seventies. Yeah, it's intentionally mm-hmm. dated. Yeah. Well, and then Krusty shows up late, thinks he's at a Republican yeah. benefit, <laughs> which is great. We and see Miss Penny Candy. No, yeah, no Ms. actual Penny lines Candy though. Has no lines, but she's she's back. I I feel like they really dropped a ball with Miss Penny. I Candy. like she that dynamic. Yeah. yeah. But I think the writers just were not interested in her as a joke delivery system, and mm. so she fell away. I didn't know what the song MacArthur Park was until after Holy this shit. episode. I didn't even realize that's the. This is the first time I heard MacArthur Park mm-hmm. because me too. I was a big Weird Al fan. That Jurassic Park album dropped. Yeah. I'm like, I like the song. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, I didn't actually listen to so MacArthur Park. The Jurassic Park, Park yeah. song, Jurassic Park, is frightening, frightening in the, the dark. dark. All, All the, the dinosaurs, dinosaurs are running wild. wild. Someone let T-Rex out of his pen, and they say that he might harm me. Oh, he sure don't act like Barney. Oh, Barney references. Right. I love it. It's so 1994. <laughs> yeah. But so this, uh, yeah, MacArthur Park, mm-hmm. my mom laughed at it, and she had to, again, explain to me what MacArthur Park was, because for her generation, MacArthur Park is famously a long, boring song oh, that people it? do not like. And okay, the idea good. Because it's really it, dumb. Well, it became like a, it became Someone like a Someone left the cake song. out in the rain that's a line yeah, that's, it, I'll never have that recipe again it, it, oh, no. it was definitely a song people didn't want to hear at that point <laughs> and especially not slower oh. and only on the bongos yeah. by uh, Apu's niece or something yeah it was kind of like if you were to say in 2002 let's hear the Macarena like it, it, <laughs> on a it sitar was, yeah exactly <laughs> oh my god and then but Lisa's talent comes up yet another callback to like the late 60s uh, 70s some people say that to love your country is old-fashioned, uncool, real Melvin. Well, to them I say, Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain. One, two, three, four. That's a good job in the city. Working for the man every night and day. <laughs> this sequence is so well animated. Yeah. yeah Wonderfully like the, Tina like the Turner. The fame dance or whatever? It, the it, fame it, dance, I think yeah. it's Tina 
Tina Turner covered the Creedence Clearwater song uh, most famously. I mean, she's doing Tina Turner's version of that song, and then when she's doing, she's doing the Fame dancing. Yeah, after that, Uh, and then meanwhile, Homer is eating petroleum jelly, (laughs) and uh, I actually have an aversion to petroleum jelly because. Uh, when I was a little kid, I licked my lips too much. Oh, and, you had and, to get the smear on and there. So my parents would do as a way to like not get you to lip your li- lips is to put the jelly on your mouth so you won't touch it. And it's just like ugh. that does uh, sound pretty just, disgusting. I, yeah. I meant to look it up earlier, but like real Melvin, like what the fuck does Melvin? I've heard mean? like don't be a Melvin. Yeah, I don't know what Melvin, that's from. Well, Melvin is clearly defined in the South Park episode. Uh, where about two guys jerking off in a hot tub? Oh, <laughs> right. It was the butters. It was the first true butters episode. That's right. It was like the multiple like connected interconnected stories yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah, but in that one, it's you know Stan is stuck hanging out with Melvins. Yeah, it, defined by butters and his other friends who are just like <laughs> well-meaning dweebs who kind of are dumb and unpopular. Yeah, like butters is a total Melvin. So <laughs> when you think of a Melvin, just think of butters. I just think from of the Southern. Melvins, but I guess that's where their name comes from it, as well. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's what I think. And then uh, then comes the reference that uh, offhanded reference to Vanessa Williams in 1984, but that is that you, what that was too? It absolutely you know, click, 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 click. Yeah, I can't. Because that I was did, the first time anyone had ever had to give up the. She did the, have to give it up. Yes, because. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, quick version of the story. <laughs> Vanessa Williams, who now we all know is just, you know, a famous person, pop star, all that stuff. Did you talk show host? It, Dancing I, with a Star? I, in I 1983, she was, uh, she won the Miss America contest. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, but it would turn out that before she became, uh, before she became a famous beauty queen, she posed for some news photographs for money. And then, so, or I believe she posed for news photographs. I don't remember if it was paid or not, but mm-hmm. somebody had those offered first to sell them to Playboy. Hugh Hefner turned it down. Penthouse. And then Penthouse and oh, Bob Guccione took it up and got a ton of money for it and it humiliated her. Mm-hmm. And but stripped her of her uh, crown. Well, and so. It was a very negative thing. She, she, it, everybody attacked her for it, even though like this was a thing on remember her. This. And so, what could have turned into a protracted battle between her and the Miss America pageant? She, she said, "I relinquish my crown." It'll Which just she was be probably asked to do. Uh, and this was in '84. She gives it up. It was wow. in July '84. She gives it up. You know that and, really, but she the... got to keep all the money she won and yeah. her crown. It makes the her... ending make a lot more sense. Yeah, I am proud to announce uh, via Google Image Search these. These nude pics are just one search away. Yeah. Really? yeah. They're on my phone currently. So take that, Bob Guccione. First, yeah. I'll have to do Vanessa Williams to remember what she looks like. But I do, uh, you it's know. worth it. That shows, <laughs> that shows you how different things are now and yeah. then. And, like, in 84. Some puritanical horseshit. Yeah, I thought it we was were puritanical on. horseshit. To like, oh, no, this this model posed for a nude photo. How dare she? This person we're rewarding based on their looks alone. Yeah. But you got rewarded too much for your looks, and you're and like it was also mm. her race then came into it too, and it was just it's uh, just like a black woman to pose for nude pictures. I, Is this, that check out? That's called check out. And then the meanwhile, now I feel like every act. Every famous woman is mm-hmm. just like one hack away from unfortunately having like yes. nudes leaked. We've and, just but, seen it, yeah. But then also, most famous people like people are naked and then they get famous now. Like Kim yeah. Kardashian was famous first for uh, the sex tape, t- a sex Ray tape J? and then mm-hmm. yeah. 
And so I, I don't Paris know. Hilton it's, it's became famous for giving the worst blowjob I've ever seen. Like no rhythm to it whatsoever. <laughs> hey, I no I, passion. She was only twenty one, Chris. She had time to learn. <laughs> if you were to make that video now, I bet she'd be. I bet she'd be better. But uh, uh, then again, what is she? You think she's even given a? Uh, anyway, uh, look, <laughs> talking blowjobs. I, yeah, like I don't want to. Uh, what I specifically talking don't want to do though is make it sound like oh these women are just famous for having sex. Like they should get as much fame as they can out of that shit. Sure. Like be yeah. as famous. Like, People are willing to yeah. pay to see their body. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah. I, I'm real proud. I think Kim Kardashian is a really impressive businesswoman. Like mm-hmm. she's done a lot with what so many other people just like squander. Like she's she's become a like she's a video. She's one of the most powerful video game creators she's a fuck, around. She's literally a dynasty. It's all that OJ murder money. Nah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so that's so that is what click click. Yeah, means. holy shit! Don't say it'll never happen. <laughs> and it was a good way of getting around. A plot device. So they do have to explain plot-wise yeah. why Lisa will become yeah. it. And, you know, as a viewer, I definitely thought, with them saying that Lisa will inherit the crown, I know she's going to. Yeah. But, but do you think it's a little weird that even at this point in the series, Lisa would buy into this and, like, get into it yes. and want to win? She should have been against this from the beginning. I think so, yeah. But yeah. but also, she, she from the beginning, she's also doing it as a favor to her father. Yeah. I guess that, that is the way that they excuse it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm okay with and, that. But, man. of course, does Lisa win? Trusty will tell us. Uh-huh. Hey, the runner-up is... I love Trusty. Lisa Simpson, which means Amber Dempsey is the new Little Miss Springfield. That's... Still a better reading than Steve Harvey. Like you don't, you don't <laughs> announce the runner-up. I don't know if you have the Little Miss Springfield song, dude. No, but there is a lyric for every letter in Little Miss Springfield. Yes, and we T only is get for to... her tooth-filled mouth. <laughs> T is for her tooth-filled mouth. I want the full version of that. Me too. Song. I it's, hope it exists. It's got to be like eight minutes long. Well, uh, family has... Guy would have done the whole joke. Yeah, and Dan <laughs> Castellaneta is singing his heart out on that song. Yeah, it's crusty. We'll get to more more Dan because again, I, I keep over highlighting Barney in this but this is a great scene with Kent Brockman and Barney and another scathing takedown of local news but also a good Barney movie. I have a reference I never got before what's in from this yeah oh please play it Scott everyone is here from the mayor's illegitimate son to our own <laughs> Duff Blimp hi can I drive well I can't see the arm ah! Ah! oh the humanity Anyway, to turn on the store's severe tire damage spikes, here's Little Miss Springfield. So Every line of that is perfect. We have the Hindenburg thing, which I did get. Yeah, but We all got that. She is opening a store called Shop, a Danish Danish yes. super chain, which is a parody of Ikea. Yeah. Even back what? then, it was an Ikea parody. Yeah. I had no freaking clue. Yeah, I, I had no idea either. I didn't see an Ikea until I moved yeah. here. Like, I didn't I see an Ikea know. until like 2009, yeah, My hometown still doesn't have one. There yeah. weren't Ikeas on the East Coast. Like that, Well, not in Florida. I didn't hear anyway. about it until literally Fight Club. But I, much later, yeah. the Simpsons do go to Shop again, mm-hmm. S-H-whatever-O-P, mm-hmm. and it's the colored like Ikea. Yeah, it's it's like the blue and yellow IKEA colors. It's it's uh, in this in this thing it's just like a draped over sign that says shop on it, but I mean I do I do love IKEA. Like it is a bunch of shit, I but guess. it's uh, like the fast food of furniture though. Exactly. Was I, IKEA proliferating a lot in the early nineties? I tried to look it up, I couldn't I find in anything. LA it yeah. was. I mean what we're seeing they stuff that happens in Springfield often reflects what is happening in LA yes. when they wrote the episode. Like, like the like a poo, you know. Yeah. Like a poo, like people like uh battering rams breaking into libraries i love i love how important this the episode makes the the role of little miss springfield uh where you're literally cutting ribbons on stuff there's i feel like there's a bunch of parodies in here that i'm missing well Um, there's a big 
cruel parody. So really? after she gets electrocuted. Oh, and I got that one. Right. Oh, dear. It would be a shame if that pretty dress got wet. I'd say the greater danger is her scepter acting as a lightning rod. Unless it's made out of plastic. Nope. Metal. Ladies and gentlemen, Little Miss Springfield has been struck by lightning. <laughs> the implication of an eight-year-old girl being yes. struck by lightning. Live on television. Live on television. And lightning. the lighting effect of the Simpsons as they're watching on television is gorgeous. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, when they are swearing in Lisa as the new yeah, uh, Little looks Miss like Springfield, something. it is very specifically Lyndon Bain Johnson being sworn oh, in after, JFK. after JFK's death. Marge is in the pillbox hat oh, next yeah. to him. Oh, my God. Just as Jack Kennedy is in in mourning, standing next to him. Homer is in a very specific suit to be that guy as well. Like it's all wow. you may exactly know exactly that photograph. You may know the Jackie Kennedy costume as Doctor Girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Girl, Doctor Girlfriend. And I do want to say, like after this, I I tried as best as I could as a kid to find severe tire damage spikes. Mm-hmm. I did it until like 15 years later. Like they just were not in my town. I'm like, are these yeah. real? These are real things. I think it's when like. Parking becomes like a huge commodity. Yeah, you no need one to wanted to visit my town. For that. So. Yeah, there's no parking problems in my. That hometown. could be an LA thing again. Yeah. Well, and here when I moved here, I was like, oh, parking, parking is actually really hard. Yeah, it and sucks. You can't just back into a space anytime you feel like it. And uh, but you, you'll always have severe tire damage. The live they might be giants out. Also, uh, uh, here true. you go. Just kidding. Another one of those. The Simpsons writers really like that. That was in uh, Bart the Lover with the yo-yo. Yep. Yeah, the exact same line. Here you go. Just kidding. Well, Henry, I'm glad you came the table for that I, I had a feeling it was a reference to something specific it's framed too yeah, deliberately yes uh but this i don't understand at all uh lisa is now the beauty queen and this is thank god ralph in the right voice responding to her hi fellas love that chewing gum walk very wriggly the fuck does that mean wriggly chewing is that a reference to the commercials the doubleman twins no i mean it's just when he says it's a chewing gum walk which is like I don't know that it popped. I, I think guess. it's a reference to the. Com- there is the double mint gums of the twins, but I mean, there's a spaceball reference. Uh, the double mint twins are characters in spaceballs. Yeah, oh, if you don't true, remember the immortal spaceballs joke, well, if you don't I'm remember that, that brand of gum at all, it's just you know what bums I me out is that I think they're saying her butt is Wrigley. I, Wrigley's it, the gum look, company. Yeah, Wrigley's yeah. a gum company, but it bu- one it pumps me out that I love nothing more than watching double mint and big red juicy fruit commercials. Those gums barely exist, <laughs> and also sticks of gum don't even really exist. But the taste but, is going to move. But ya. those commercials were everywhere if you grew up in the '80s, uh, early '90s. But remember, they're all owned by Wrigley's, who owns Double Mint, Big Red, Juicy Fruit, but also a kind of gum called Wrigley's. And there were Wrigley's commercials. It was just like froze, frost flavored. Yeah. Mint. I- I think it's just Winter Wrigley green? as a description of something moving. I, I mean, think it's a double mint twins. Reference. I'm guessing it's a reference to a commercial. Prove me yeah, wrong, listeners. Right. Because all those commercials had consistently the exact same commercial over and over. Juicy mm. fruit will move you. Here's some twins. Uh, Big Red did something. I think it beat the other gum. But that it'll was let the... you kiss your lover yes. longer. Uh, a little yeah. longer. Close long a little longer. Yeah. But that was the death. That was the last gasp of clever Ralph. You will <laughs> never hear him say. Oh, is that what you're saying? Yes. Smart Ralph is almost dead. So uh, both Ralph and Wiggum lose all of their brains in this episode, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The deportation stuff. As little Miss Springfield, it's my pleasure to welcome you to America, the land of opportunity. Uh, Actually, they're being deported. (laughs) 
I very quick, like right when the scene started, like America welcoming immigrants, like <laughs> deportation force is not so. That funny never happened. Now. Wait until right. we get to much a poo about nothing. It's All never right. changed. Bob Hope. Uh, yes. We got a jingle. Death stalks you at every turn. Ah, there it is. Death. That's our death jingle, which we don't, we haven't played in a while. There's been a lot like. of guest stars lately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lot, but not a lot of dead guests. I think dead I, guest stars in writing. Trying to write up that article about Oprah appearing on The Simpsons. That if there is... In 1992, there is nobody bigger in the universe than The Simpsons. The ones who arguably were appeared on The Simpsons. Mm. Johnny Carson, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, Michael Mm. Jackson, and arguably this time the most famous entertainer ever also did, Bob Hope. Hello, this is Bob. What the hell am I doing in Springfield Hope? Hey, how about that Mayor Quinby? He's some golfer. His golf ball spends more time underwater than Greg Luganis. <laughs> and now I want to show you what you're fighting for, if there was a war on. Little Miss Springfield. Oh, the 90s. God. That really sums up pretty well. Like, yep, no wars. Remember the 90s when, they were no, when perpetual war wasn't happening? What this about was, Kosovo? This sent me down a rabbit hole on YouTube where I was watching Bob oh Hope God. USO Vietnam shows, where it's, it's just decrepit old man, even in the 60s, standing yeah. next to the most gorgeous women... Yeah ever put on God's green earth. It's like, how did this even happen? It, he, it makes him such a fascinating figure. He, he kind of dropped movie stardom to focus on being a USO person. Like yeah. Someone to entertain troops. I imagine there was money in it. I don't want to say sure it, was, there it, was. Was all, it was all valiant, but he did like it and never also, stopped. Also, lots of, lots of adultery, too. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> With uh, Joey Heatherton. Yeah, I Bob mean... Hope lived to be 100, didn't die for another 10 years. Yeah. That's what I was shocked about when I looked this up, because like, I, for some reason in my head, I was like, oh, and he died in like 95 or something, right? Oh. But actually, we saw... When Chris and I saw Dana Gould, God, he, had a, he had a pretty savage t- uh, story of uh, working on a Bob Hope young comedian That's on special. one of his albums, it actually. Is. Yeah, okay. It's great, yeah. though. You should, you should talk about it. He says he held Bob Hope's arm, and it felt like... Uh, a sock full of pennies. A sock full of light bulbs. <laughs> a light bulb. <laughs> yes, I did used to be your khaki. <laughs> uh, so uh, for this episode, Jeff Martin and Conan O'Brien together went to record with Bob Hope. Wow. And they said he was like mostly blind, yeah. almost deaf, mm. barely knew where he was, but he was Sounds actually good. very good at recording. Sounds yeah. really good. Yeah, and so you showed me that yeah. clip. So uh, I, I love the Gilbert Gottfried podcast because you it's learn great. a lot about old Hollywood and yeah. I love his voice. But he talks a lot about Bob Hope and how he was a horrible womanizer, uh, mm-hmm. cheated on his wife a ton. So towards the end of his life, he was he could barely hear, could barely see, could barely entertain. So he had an earpiece in his ear. So he and, reduced his amount of network specials to three a year. Exactly. <laughs> and his wife would feed him lines. But towards the end oh of his career, God. his wife would put him in all, all of these super humiliating roles just to torture wow. him in his last years because she hated wow. him for cheating on him, cheating on her. Same. So there's a clip. If you look up uh, Bob Hope, Jack Frost, it's one of his final performances, him dressed up like Jack Frost, oh my God. doing a musical number, oh my sitting God. during most of it. And you can <laughs> see the contempt in his wife's <laughs> eyes like, yes, look at you, you fucking asshole. I made You're dressed you up. Yeah. Now these children will walk you around. All, all leading into an Apocalypse Now reference? Apocalypse Now, which one is that? Uh, well, no, I mean, in uh, yes, there is a USO show in Apocalypse oh, Now. Oh, yeah. Bob sol- Hope isn't at it, but... Uh, but it's a Bob Hope type, yes, and the soldiers yeah. go nuts and rush the stage, and they, they Well, they rush because there's Playboy Playmates yes. on there, and then they have to... I but gotta say, I, I think watching, that's the joke, because that, like, there so. wasn't a Playmate, so they rushed the stage anyway, and they both had to leave via helicopter, and it's a good... It's Bob Hope, like, drop me off of that boat show. I, I don't blame the soldiers in the audience, but mm-hmm. watching those USO shows, I'm like, this is very, like, a very rapey audience, like, mm-hmm. like a 
hot woman comes they out and wiggles her butt, and they're like, yeah! yeah. What, would you, what would you expect for guys who can only jerk off with all their friends watching? My concern was like, is this woman safe? <laughs> like, what would happen if they all just rushed the stage? She'd be torn apart. It was it was raw meat. Yeah. Be, ha- be happy uh, for, uh, I don't know. They all made it out alive and unscathed. So. Well, hey, here's the good news. What are you going to ha- have now Jeff Roths going off to entertain the drones? Yeah. Okay, here- <laughs> okay here's some good news. This, this episode or Jeff pre- predicts how cigarette sales are going down yeah. like, like it they say that they're trying to advertise uh, Laramie's to kids because their old audience is dying and that is what happened like we grew up in an anti-cigarette ad age yes and but, now our generation is smoking a lot less but the than late the 90s was a real real bite to smoking mm-hmm. yeah, i'm not a, i i i was an avid smoker for a decade and I now vape and people make literally make fun of me on the streets because that's a fun thing to do but I'm just trying to cope with addiction well you are blowing up pink clouds around you not pink clouds it's not a fucking colorized <laughs> robot penis. you put a robot penis <laughs> to your mouth and it's a sonic right. screwdriver <laughs> uh, but uh, here's here's the Laramie pitch to Lisa you see Lisa it's been an unlucky year for Laramie a lot of the people who smoke our product have been well dying <laughs> and we need young smokers to take their place I don't want to be a spokesperson for a cigarette company. But you're a role model to young people. And we're thinking of retiring Menthol Moose. Menthol Moose. (laughs) My greatest unsung Simpsons character. Yes, I think he died after this. That's not a mask. No, no. (laughs) You can see a real mouth on that thing. Uh, But But, but Joe Camel was still around. Yeah. That's that's how old this episode is. Late 90s? Yeah. Big old dick face. So there's one joke we missed that I want to point out because there's precedent set here. Mm -hmm. Um, So Lisa's popular now. She's Little Miss Springfield. They're taking her around and she's now part of the Wax Museum. They put her (laughs) head on Dr. Ruth's body. And like (laughs) they they cut to the pit of horrors and it's her head, Mr. T, and Ronald Reagan Reagan on pikes. Yeah. Now, the show Game of Thrones got in huge trouble because some jokester prop guy oh! put George W. Bush's head on a pike. They had to recall DVDs because Holy of this. Shit. It was a huge fucking deal. Wow. But there was precedent set. Like, no, that's a president's head on a pike. Go to hell. Like, that's we can do shock. this. You know, I didn't even think of it in that context of, like, Reagan's head on a spike is a very political yes. statement. I, well, I thought it was more of a statement against the 80s. No, like, that's how I read it as a kid. It just like, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure Granning was like, yeah, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. yeah, I think at first I read a statement like 80s celebrities are old and they're not they're not getting wax figures anymore but Ronald Reagan's head on a pike Mm-hmm. implies something. Yes. He was still alive, too. So when that Game of Thrones thing happened, that Game mm-hmm. of Thrones thing happened, everyone was pointing out, no, the Simpsons did this, and it was fine. Like, yeah. no one cared. There were no DVDs recalled. Yeah. We watched the episode. We got over it. But all of a sudden, it was like, no, you cannot do that in your show, sir. Holy shit. DVDs yeah. were recalled. And you can barely tell it's George W. Bush. Yeah. Like, you can tell, like, it's like like a second shot. You can see the side of his face. So, yeah. Uh, so... Lisa turns on the Laramie situation and turns into a social justice warrior. I'm tired of being a corporate shell. (laughs) From now on, I will speak out against the evils in society. From dog napping to cigarettes. (laughs) Dog napping. Uh, By the way, if there are any cigarettes who would like to sponsor the show, we are open to this idea. (laughs) Anything slim. (laughs) Vincent and Hedges, you still around? I completely forgot the joke of... Uh, of the nerds rushing the it's football field. So it's so funny. beautiful. I think it's funny that they're not beaten to death after that. Well, let's I, get them. You, you clearly didn't read the newspaper. Oh, the right. Shot, the, yeah. That it said nerds pummeled, nerd pummeled in football melee. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was waiting for the payoff. I forgot it was delivered via newspaper. That's oh. one of my yeah. favorite gags that didn't work well enough in audio to capture. Like, but. 
Here's my thing, though. Mm. The writers agree that this cigarette thing comes out of nowhere for a third act closure, and it's not very satisfying. Mm. I I agree. It Mm. falls apart. It does fall apart here. And it's not even why she's booted off out of the role of I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, Like, she's making political enemies, and so they're trying Mm. to get rid of her. I do like there's another Wiggum, uh, Quimby, Smoky Room showdown, but Wiggum is too stupid to participate. He's eating potato chips. I wanted the man exchange uh, from uh, the... Fuck, what episode was that? But I called this Springfield Illuminati because I love... It's Homer alone. It's it's Mayor Quimby... Mayor Quimby. The Laramie guy. The, but it's crusty in a oh, cigarette crusty, post yes. spokesman yeah. in addition to that. The Springfield Illuminati. I love them. Gentlemen, we need to get Lisa Simpson out and Amber Dempsey back in. But this glorified crossing guard of a police chief won't get off his big fat can. Is it okay if I open these potato chips? <laughs> Gentlemen, our prayers have been answered. Take a look at our little Miss Springfield's pageant application. Roxy. Bring in a bottle of champagne. Yeah, uh-huh. some dip for these chips. Something. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. so fixated on the chips. Uh, Great yeah. little, I like too. a little ablo there. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, there's one more of these showdowns I think with uh, in home. Uh, sorry, Marge versus the Monorail, where mm, Quimby yes. and Wiggum are in like having That's another the last time, smoky really. room discussion. Yeah, but the. Uh, well, actually, there is the one in the sauna where he says, hey, don't tell anybody, but Marge got arrested for shoplifting. Oh, right, so, yeah. Th- that It's not a smoky back room so mm-hmm. much as a sauna, but... Yeah, it counts a bit. So, yeah, as the storytelling thing, once Lisa becomes a beauty queen, I don't think they knew what they wanted to do with her, and then it just quickly falls apart. Like, mm-hmm. a poorly built catamaran yeah. falls apart, uh, but it's... I think they even just hang a lantern on how much they don't care about any we're like... And it's a goat. Well, that's why, yeah. like the previous episode, I pointed out Trusty coming over for, to raise money for Jewish clowns is because, like, Simpsons' whole job is to reset at the end of every episode. Yeah. It has yeah. to reset. I, I like to think Lisa would be savvy enough to know a, a contest sponsored by a cigarette company <laughs> would compromise her morals if she won it. I feel like she should know that she ahead of time. should have questioned that yeah. earlier. Maybe that's why she'll be smarter the next time with this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, episodes like this and the Malibu Stacy episode are kind of... Are they like innocence lost that, moments for yeah. Lisa? Yes, and I yeah. love, I do love the episodes where Lisa gets to play a little girl. It's mm-hmm. nice that she's the voice of reason in a family of idiots, but well, like, like that she she's the voice of reason, but she still is a little girl, and and occasionally mm-hmm. she'll get woken up to, yeah. oh, this other thing it uh, you thought was innocent mm-hmm. part of your childhood. It also is evil, and you might need to you be protested or whatever. Yeah. Uh, God, oh my god, I can't wait for the Malibu Stacy episode. Uh, we're so close. We have to <laughs> get Diana on that, I think. Oh, is that season god. five? Season five, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so so this episode goes those off. Those goats, that yeah. goat man. That's the end of the episode. Lisa Simpson is no longer Little Miss Springfield. She was stripped of her crown in a ceremony earlier today. But it does seem the father of the deposed beauty queen, Homer Simpson filled out the pageant application incorrectly. In the area under Do Not Write In This Space, he wrote, Okay. If it wasn't for me, it'd still be queen. You must hate me. Dad, do you remember why you entered me in that pageant? I don't know. Was I drunk? Possibly. But the point (laughs) is, you wanted me to feel better about myself. And I do. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Will you remember this the next time I wreck your life? It's a deal. Would she? It's, oh, that... Brockman news 
of cutting to the goat is I, such a good. The gag. sound of him walking out of the room was really good too. Like it sounded like uh, Sheer actually did like walk out of the recording booth. I mm. love the line "I'll be downstairs at McDougal's." It calls back to that drunk journalist era, the drunk TV journalist era. Because uh, when I went to college like 15 years ago, I was a TCOM major originally, telecommunications. Oh. I took an announcing class, which is why my diction is so great, of course. Oh, boy, and boy. I was taught by the great Tom Holden of Youngstown, mm-hmm. Ohio. He was wow. he was basically uh, the Ron Burgundy of wow. our town in the 70s. But mm-hmm. at that time, he was a washed up like former alcoholic. But he was Kent Brockman, basically. Wow. Like He looked like Kent Brockman. He spoke like him. Mm-hmm. He had a giant Jim Blossom nose. So when I heard this line, I'm like, that's him. Like this, that's, <laughs> this, that's this era of anchors, news I, anchors. I actually read the Anchorman script at one point. The original script, it, it called for like Tom Brokaw and Dan Rather to be in a bar. That's It was supposed to open with all, every famous newscaster talking uh-huh. about Ron Burgundy in the 70s. Well, that also reminds me, you know, in Network, uh, Network mm-hmm. showed you the life of a news anchor, and they all are going out for drinks afterwards. They're all drunks. Well, I don't know if that's are, changed or it's just become like just sort of accepted, but like the drunk uh, news guy, <laughs> journalist, news anchor, anyone associated with the press is well, just what a... If? Hypothetically, you ready for this? I'm gonna blow your mind. Oh god! What if that's what everybody does? Oh! What are we about to do after, like, right after this recording? Oh, drink more beer? Yes, go downstairs <laughs> and drink more beer. <laughs> I want to get drunk and stay age. up all night. <laughs> <laughs> but the Ken Brockman joke is great. Uh, I, I do. Yeah, I love Lisa getting to play the role of a little girl. I just wish I could workshop the writing some okay. And the, there, there's a good joke in the application thing. It just. Yeah. I think it's bad to have Kent Brockman read it out it's loud. It's a very cheap yeah. way to finish it. It takes like, too we long. Gotta, well, it both takes too long and just speeds it up. Like, yeah. there, he wrote okay in the thing. It's over. Boot, it's over. And more behind the scenes stuff, I think on the commentary they said there were, like, the whole writing staff had basically vacated. So they didn't have the, the pool of <laughs> talent to draw from for ideas. So it was basically just, like, a few people left at this point that, like, I think they took a break after and season the, three. The, the goat cutaway is the good, yeah. the good joke, yes. the good part of the joke. I love mm. when things don't go right for Kent Brockman and he leaves. So good. It happens several times. <laughs> it's more unprofessional for him to just leave the set than for the things coming at him yeah how does this happen these shows are supposed to be a half an hour they're getting so goddamn good chris we can't just leave it to half an hour the fans demand it please give us more money by the way (laughs) i have been your host bob mackey this is talking simpsons you can find me on twitter as bob servo i also host another podcast it's called retronauts it's a classic gaming podcast you can find it at retronauts.com or usgamer.net also read my writing at usgamer.net or somethingawful.com henry what do you do i'm h-e-n-e-r-e-y-g on twitter and you can follow my work at fandom.com where i'm the senior games editor but there's other great things you can do, like listening to all my appearances in the Laser Time family of podcasts. I used to do a ca- comic book podcast called Cape Crisis, which you can still download if you want to listen to it. But more recently, I've been on episodes of Video Game Apocalypse of Laser Time. But most importantly, the Patreon.com slash Laser Time special season three wrap up of Talking Simpsons. For $5 a month, you'll get access to that, as well as our Season 2 wrap-up, and the entire first season of Talking Simpsons all there, and tons more bonus content you will get for monetarily supporting us being able to do this podcast every week, along with a bunch of other podcasts. $5 a month, patreon.com slash laser time. That is 15 new episodes of Talking Simpsons you probably haven't heard before, right? Yeah. And yeah. so much more, right, Chris? Yeah, and you can find me at lasertimepodcast.com. We do have a ton of fun shows there. Please take my word for it. Just go listen. Uh, they're available in any everywhere you listen to your podcast. Your iTunes, your fucking Spotify. Your, what's the other ones? Oh, my oh, God. Uh, Google Stitcher, Play. Google Play. Yeah, Google Play. Uh, let's go drink. <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another Treehouse of Horror, one of the best ones. See you then. So close to Halloween. Infotainment.